Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Welcome to another episode of the Dance Soul Pitch Podcast. For those tuning in, I want to welcome those tuning in from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as our YouTube viewers. Make sure you subscribe to the Dance Soul Pitch. I want to welcome those tuning in for today's episode. I know it's been a while. Again, my name is Charles Danso. I'm going to be your host for today. I hope everybody is enjoying their summer. Everybody's staying safe. Everybody's traveling, having fun. But definitely just keeping in mind that, yes, we even though we're not fully in the pandemic, people are still getting sick out here. So please remember, if you are in large, large gatherings, mask up. Make sure that if you're around certain people that has certain coughs, just be careful around those individuals. So let's transition in. I'm excited for today's episode, like I mentioned, to start this episode. I started with a quote by William Shakespeare. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's what we're going to highlight in today's episode. What exactly is today's episode for me, ladies and gentlemen? This is something that I frequent frequently do, as well as many others that may be listening or watching this. And that is running our business and or thinking about running your own business and what kind of things that you go through as well as the people that you hire, your staff, uh, other partners that you may go into business with, what type of issues you may run into, what successes you may deal with, what people that may be jealous of you actually even starting your own business. We're going to kind of get into that as well as highlight different leadership styles, how that may benefit you as a business owner, CEO, so to speak. A lot of times when we do run a business, a lot of people don't really see the 6 to 11. They they kind of get the idea of the 9 to 5 of what we may do, but afterwards, they don't really see the late nights, a lot of money that we may sacrifice in running our business early on, a lot of times that we may have to sacrifice hanging out with friends, family, et cetera, et cetera, to kind of run a business and operate a business to get the income that we needed. Remember, if your business isn't making money, your business will not be successful. Your business has to make money to operate. And if and if it's after three years and your business hasn't made any type of funding, then the idea just isn't for you. I'm not here to sugarcoat it for you guys. Not everybody's meant to run a business. Not everybody will run a business. Some people are meant to have a hand in operating a business with an individual, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be at the head of it. Because when you are a leader, when you are a CEO, so to speak, when you are running a business, there's a lot of things that kind of dealt with it. One of it is you have to be a little bit imaginative. Now, what does that exactly mean? You have to be creative. You have to kind of come up with ideas as to how your business can grow, innovate, whatever business you're doing, whether you're a chef, how you're going to delegate different recipes while you're you know, cooking for you know whatever events that you're kind of being hired to do. If you're a DJ, what type of music are you playing? Are you transitioning now? Because now we're in the sound of the doom, doom, the club sound. <laughs> so are you a DJ that's familiar with that? Maybe you're not. Maybe you need to hire somebody that can assist you in doing so. What If you run a design company, what type of innovative designs are you coming up with that people may like? A lot of times now, a lot of businesses, if you realize, are now coming towards more of a generic brand because of the digital age that we're in. So are you able to innovate those type of logos and or websites that you create for your clients to integrate that into there. There's so many avenues that you can go through. And obviously, each career, each path that you may take has its own story. 
But for this episode, what I want to specifically highlight is the different leadership styles, what that may entail for you running a business, and also what type of steps you may or hurdles you have to go through in being a CEO, being a manager of a business. So let's get started. The first piece that I do want to highlight, audience, is the type of management styles. Now, every CEO, every head has a different leadership style to run a business. Some successful, some not. I think more so my opinion is each type of leadership style I'm quickly going to go over is going to highlight the in terms of where exactly you are in the business and what exactly needs to be done and what type of leadership roles that you may have to take. Now, these are different leadership styles that I believe business owners you're going to have to take at some point within your business. Doesn't matter whether you're you feel like, oh, it makes you an asshole, this and that. You're not going into business to be liked. You're you're going there to be respected. That's what you have to always remember. Not everybody will like you. Not everybody will be in business with you that you started with. You will get sued. You will deal with a lot of personal issues. You're going to go through different emotions being, being in, a, in a business. But the point is you want to stay focused. You want to stay diligent. And you always have to remember is you versus the mirror, nobody else. So what you're putting out, is, is exactly what you're going to come get back in and return, excuse me. So it's really important to remember that audience. So let's get started. The type of management styles as I highlighted. This is going to be a blend of management styles that are a few common ones and some that you may not be familiar with. So let me get started with number one. Number one type of leadership style that you may have as a business owner is an authoritative type of leader or manager. So which is kind of a person that makes decisions almost entirely alone. This, they, these type of managers set clear and specific policies that everyone must follow, and they typically don't request feedback from employees. Now, what are some advantages Excuse me, of doing this? This style is useful when efficiency is important and in crisis situations when it's necessary to make effective decisions quickly. So what does that exactly mean? That means that let's say you're at a year end, you're in quarter four. So that is between October to December. Let's say you're not making specific deadlines as to, let's say you told your business uh, clients that you have, let's say you're a chef and you're an event and you have three events that you need to work. Let's say that your employees that you hired isn't necessarily getting the ingredients and recipes you need to make this type of food. So what you have to say to them is you're getting paid for this specific amount of orders that I'm asking you to go pick up for me, this and that. If you're not able to do it, then I have to take into my own hands and then I have to find somebody else that can do that. That's what the authoritative kind of method can be. That means that you are setting clear goals and, and executions that and deadlines that you need to make at a certain amount of time. And if that isn't necessarily met, then you have to take things into your own hands. It's not a, a, a democracy, it's more a dictatorship in this type of management style. This could be a benefit as well. And also financially, that can also impact you as well. Because remember, if you're not meeting deadlines, then you're not going to be making the money from your clients. You're not going to be... And remember, feedback early on is very important when you're starting a business. Because that is what's going to get more people to invest into your business and want to buy from you, et cetera, et cetera is what do the previous people or the current people you're working with think about your business? Do they like it? What may they may not like it? What can you improve on as a business? These are all things that you have to consider. So if in the, an authoritative type of management style is something that comes into play when all things considered, you have 
no other options where you have to be like, okay, I got to get this handled as soon as possible. So very important. There are disadvantages, though, to this type of style. And that means that new and innovative ideas rarely emerge in authoritative management style. So authoritative leaders, a lot of times, or managers, a lot of times, don't necessarily want to hear any type of feedback. Sometimes that can also be looked at as a negative because let's say that you have an employee or you have a business partner that may may look at it from a different angle. Remember, when you're running a business, you always want to listen to good feedback and feedback from various people that you're that you employ or 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 work with you in a partnership. So remember, Steve Jobs had Steve Wozniak. That's all important. Steve Jobs had the idea, but Wozniak was the one that was building out a lot of the softwares early on in Apple. This is very important because you have to have someone that can kind of fill in for the things that you may not necessarily be able to do or may not be especially versed in as opposed to someone else. So this is where an authoritative type of leadership can kind of be a hindrance as a leader or manager is because of the fact you don't want to hear what anybody else thinks and or does. You just think that everything you do, everything you say is law and that doesn't work. Look at some of the authoritative leaders in today's world and how their countries are looking. Look at, let's say, Putin, an example. He's a great example where Russia is literally a dictatorship. Anything that Putin says goes. Now, or Kim Jong-un with North Korea. So these are all things that's very important where like you have these type of leaders, so to speak, even though it's not a business, but you got to look at it like a business because even though they're presidents or leaders, dictatorships, so to speak, there's no room for improvement. That's why they still have an olden type of mentality and or way of life is because one person literally controls the whole room. So nobody else can say and or do anything. So there's no room for improvement. As a leader, you always want to look for improvement and feedback from the people that you employ and or work with. It's very important. So that is what one of the key leadership styles is. The second one is consult consultative. Excuse me if I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> it's consultative. So consultative managers ask employees for feedback. I just highlighted that. They consult with their employees and or business partners, and they take these concerns seriously. This is very important as a, as a business owner early on. You want to hear from get, and get constructive feedback from their, your employees as well as people that you may work with, such as your clients, because this shows what are you doing well as a leader? What do you need to improve on for your business? What ideas are you maybe missing? There are certain things that you may miss. Let me give you an example. I myself had an idea to improve this podcast, and I was speaking to my business partner, and he, I gave an idea that I like, but he said, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but let's look at it that this way. If we're saying that we're going to highlight all these various topics within the podcast in the 30 to 40 minute frame, a lot of times that information could get missed by certain people who really are just looking at the 10 to 20 minute window of really listening to this podcast. And that made me think as a, as a leader or a business owner. And I said, he has a great point because it's like, I'm not going to really listen to a podcast where I'm covering like 10 different topics in the 30 to 40 minute frame because the information isn't really resonating as opposed to, let's say I break it down to one or two topics at a time within the episode. So this is what a consultative feedback would be, is really listening to your business partner, listening to your employees, understanding 
What is the business doing well? What can you improve on? What am I doing well as a leader, maybe? Or what may I'm not maybe doing right? What can I improve on? These are all things that you want to look at as a leader, as a business owner within your business. Very important. So, like I mentioned, there are disadvantages to this type of style also. And that could be exam- example is uh, the style isn't as efficient as a autocratic style. And I'll get into what exactly that means since more people are involved in making those decisions. Now, remember, as a leader, you also have to know how to draw the line. Yes, you can take feedback, but ultimately it's up to you to make those decisions for and what's best for your business. This is why I said heavy is the head that wears the crown. When you are the king or queen of your domain, speaking your business, the decisions you make, whether right or wrong, ultimately is what's going to impact your business and or the kingdom you're running. Let's use that as an example in a literal sense. So it's important to understand that, yes, you're taking feedback, but you also have to discern and or separate what you can, what you take in and what you can leave to the side. And that's going to be up to you. This is why CEOs make the money that they do. This is why leaders of businesses make the type of funds that they do, because the decision ultimately is going to fall on you at the end of the day. doesn't matter what, what A, B, and C says. Ultimately, your decision is what's going to set the standard going forward in your business. Really important. Transitioning forward, a, Democrat, a democratic or participative form of leadership. A democratic and participative manager's decision-making process is heavily influenced by their employees. This style includes effective commun- communication and openness through all levels of the or- of the organization. Excuse me, levels of the organization. And employees and managers are going to work together to reach the goals of their vision. So, what does that exactly mean? That means that from the the head, you being at the top, all the way down to the bottom. Everyone has a say in the business. Everyone gives cr- constructive criticism. With so whether what are we doing right? What can we improve on? Everyone has a say, and this leader usually listens to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be the janitor. You can be one of the lower managers. You can be a director. It doesn't matter where you are in the business. Just use it as example. All feedback is important. All levels of the business are important. Like, like remember, for me, I, I run a design company, a website logo design company. And also, I do a business financial literacy education podcast. So all levels of the business, whether I'm hiring a web designer, logo designer, maybe I'm hiring another mic for the podcast, all components, I'm listening to every part of the business. And I'm saying, okay, this is what this person thinks we're doing well, what we can improve on. And I'm listening to all these factors into one. Now, an importance and advantage of this is this style typically leaves employees feeling valued. You want to make your, the, your employees and your business partners feel valued. You want to make sure that they're adding value to the business because if they feel like they're adding value, they want to actually make sure the company succeeds. If they don't feel like they're adding any value, they won't necessarily give maximum effort. And this is where it's important for you as an owner to also, or business owner, to kind of push those buttons. Know the type of people that you're working with and you're employing. See how they operate. See what they're thinking. What do they go through on the daily? You have to kind of be empathetic. You have to be a psychiatrist. You have to be a manager. 
you have to also be a doctor in a sense by knowing how to fix what's broken, the engineering, so to speak. You want to kind of put that two and two together, see what each person is going through, understand that, and then see how you can add your feedback match with what they're providing for you. So that's an advantage. A disadvantage, though, is much like the consultant type of management style is also not as efficient because, like I mentioned, ultimately, you have to make that decision at the end of the day. You can't literally listen to every single body because ultimately that's impossible. Everybody's going to have a different opinion of the matter. Everybody's going to think they know what's best for the business, but ultimately they're not the one wearing the crown. That's where you have to come into play as a business owner a lot of times is making those decisions solely based for the betterment of the company. And everybody will have an opinion. Everybody won't agree with your decision a lot of times or sometimes, so to speak. But ultimately, it comes down to you. So that's where you have to learn how to draw the line, as I mentioned earlier. And and remember, it's very important. Don't be afraid to speak your mind because ultimately, the decision is going to fall on you. So if you're someone that isn't good with decision making or saying that, hey, like I don't, I'm kind of nervous because I don't want to hurt this person's feelings, this and that. Well, there's many courses you can take on this. There's management leadership uh, conferences you can go to. And if still after the fact, then you hire someone in place that can kind of speak for you and you you just kind of play a back role uh, being in the business. That's important. So let's move forward. The liaise fair type of management style. Managers and the liaise fair type of management style are more like mentors and leaders. They're available when employees need guidance, but they often let employees make their decisions on their own about how to move forward with projects. Liaise fair management has numerous similarities to another style called management by walking around. In this management style, managers monitor what's happening with employees but don't become too involved with the day-to-day tasks or projects. Now, what is an advantage of this uh, uh, for those listening and or watching? Let's think for a second and let's discuss it. The Delia's fair style can be effective because it gives self-motivated employees the autonomy and space they need to be productive. You don't want a micromanager. You don't want someone that's always on you. You don't want to be a micromanager as a leader or business owner, so to speak, why you always have to know every single piece of detail of what your employees and or staff are doing. Because let's be honest, you don't have the time. You have so many things you have to be worried about for the business as a whole to be worried about what every single person you hire is doing. And it's just annoying like for an employee to have to always feel like a, manage, a manager is breathing on their neck, You know, want to know every single thing you're doing. Even if you you go into the bathroom, you're asking, oh, where are you going? I need this and that done. It's, it's, it's just annoying. So it's important to make sure that you're aware as to where to kind of draw the line, where you're getting the feedback that you need. You're also understanding that this is what the employees and your staff needs, but you're not necessarily on them every single time. You're more of like, like they mentioned, a mentor. You're asking, what can I do to better the company? What can I do to make your life easier? That's what you want to make the employees feel. Like I mentioned, you want to make them feel valued. You want to make them feel wanted, that they're adding value to the company. You want to make them feel like a company. Even some publicly traded companies now offer shares to their employees as an incentive to say that, hey, the more successful this company is doing, the more shares or stock that you're getting in this company. And that's a benefit because if the company ends up doing really well in the market 
and you have, let's say, 10,000, 20,000 shares as an employee, you're making a lot of money added on to the salary that you're already making. So that's important. These, that's just an example of certain things that you can do in that type of role um, in a liaise fair uh, type of management style. Now, the disadvantage is because this management style is hands off, it can leave some employees feeling neglected or in need of guidance and direction. Now, the negative to this is sometimes you'll have a manager, you'll have a type of leader that they're so liaise fair, you don't even see them, you don't even hear from them. Now, that can make an employee sometimes feel neglected because certain times, let's say an employee has a gripe, an employee has certain issues that they're trying to resolve and they want to speak or see that is this leader, is this manager that's running this company, is he or she really looking at this, understanding what we're going through on a day-to-day as employees or staff? And a lot of times when you're not hearing from them, you're not seeing them at all, you're like, hey, like, does this person even know what I'm going through? Do they know what this company is going through, what I'm going through? Why am I even here? These are questions that start to resonate in the employees or staff's head. And as a result, if that's what you're getting uh, from the feedback you're getting as a manager, it's time to worry because now people are going to start looking at other jobs, go to other places, maybe even competitors, and that can be looked at as a negative for you as a leader. So it's also important to know when to draw the line, how to be hands off, but also be involved enough. It's kind of like a mentor, a leader that's, that employees or staff can come to you with their gripes, with their grievances, and or even just giving good feedback, saying they love working for the company, they like it because of A, B, and C. That's all important for you as a leader. So that's that's really important. Okay, the next one is persuasive. Persuasive managers hold control of decision-making but work to help employees understand why decisions made by management are best for the company. They share an honest rationale behind decision-making policies that can foster an inclusive and trusted environment. When an organization is successful, employees generally accept top-down decisions and work hard to implement them. Now, what are the advantages to this type of style? This style instructs and motivates employees with reason and logic. With some individuals prefer to authoritative management, it can be especially helpful when, when leading a less experienced team. So what does this exactly mean as you being at the head of a company and or even you being a manager, let's transition that, of managing a large company and you want to be a more of a persuasive manager? Let's say that you are asking for feedback, Right from your staff, your business partners, your employees, when you're running a business. Sometimes they may say, they may think they know what's best for the company, but sometimes you may you may know exactly what the answer is and what you necessarily need, but you're just asking because you want them to feel involved, feel included, want to kind of see what are they thinking. But this is where you draw the line in the persuasive because you you hear them out, you hear your staff, your employees out, but then you give ultimately your response, the end of the decision response to say, I already know what the gripes are, what your grievances are, what you feel is kind of moving or what needs to be done within the company. And this is why I feel that we should do A instead of B. And then that's where you kind of bring in your idea or the idea you already had to kind of draw the line in that. Now, a disadvantage is that a lot of times it's still a one-way communication process. So a lot of times your employees can look like can look at it like, okay, I'm kind of bringing this to my manager and or the CEO or whatever, and he or she still is kind of just kind of brushing off and giving his opinion. 
So you kind of have to know how to play chess, not necessarily checkers. You have to kind of know how to say it in a way where they can look at it like, ah, I see what he or she is saying, even though he or she understands what I'm saying. Remember, you also have to stroke egos in a leadership position because ultimately we're still humans and we still feel emotionally connected based on what we say. We're going to be hurt whether we're shut down or we're going to feel enthusiastic whether we're supported supported by our leader or manager, so to speak, in the decision that we brought up. So a lot of times you got to do it in a way where you're not necessarily hurting a person's feelings. You're just understanding that it's business ultimately end of the day. And you're saying in a way where that person understands and says, okay, I see why my manager is saying it this way, et cetera, et cetera. So that's very important. The next piece is transformational. A transformational management style focuses on creating an environment that supports innovation. Who's a transformative leader? Tim Cook. Tim Cook is a trans is one of the best transformative transformative transformational, excuse me, tongue twister, leader of our time today. Why is that? Because even in the down year for Apple, Apple somehow figured out how to reinvent a lot of their products, even if it doesn't look like they're really doing much. They always figure out a way to have different avenues, whether it's the Apple Watch, whether it's the iPhone itself, whether it's the MacBook, whether it's the tablet, whatever they're doing, even the Apple car now they're trying to get into. These are all type of ways to innovate a company. And a transformational leader is at the head of that. They figure out ways to kind of innovate a business, but keeping the brand in one, but just have different avenues within the brand and or business. That's why Apple is one of the best companies in today's world is because they always figure out a way to innovate even in the in the time period where you may look at it as a customer, like they're not really doing much, but they are behind the scenes. And they always seem to come out with something or innovate in a way where you're like, damn, I didn't think they would do that, but they did. That's what a transformational leader kind of does. Leaders like this, with this style, often push their employees to set and reach goals, even if it makes them slightly uncomfortable. These managers collaborate with and inspire direct reports to reach past their full potential and aim for professional growth. This is what I mentioned. This is what I'm saying. From the actual company's perspective, a lot of times the employees themselves think much like clients. They're like, what are we doing? Like I mentioned an example for Apple. What are we doing? Why do we keep coming out with the same iPhone and the same design system? But Tim Cook might have been thinking behind the scenes with his partners like, this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to really doing the Apple car, but we're just going to keep the revenue stream focus on the iPhone so people can just buy it. But our real goal is the Apple car or the new MacBook that we're building. So a lot of times these type of CEOs work behind the scenes. They don't give everything out to the public, but you know as, a, as an employee that you can trust this on this person. A lot of times you, it may even make you feel uncomfortable because you're like, I don't know how hard we're going to have to work on this to get this done. But ultimately you still have that trust in that manager because you're like, okay, I know based on the track record that this person can come out with a product and or service that's going to change the narrative of what maybe clients are starting to think about our company and or business. So that's very important. A disadvantage of this, though, is this management style requires the right kind of employees, though. Much like Apple, Apple has a lot of engineers, people that can think outside the box. This is why, as a business owner, the hiring process for staff is just as important as to you you actually running the company yourself. And what do I mean by that? That means that if you have 
the uh, whatever service or business that you have, you want to make sure you're hiring the right kind of individuals that are able to support and or help grow the business in the way that you and or you know that you can see it get to and or your clients believe based on those that support you know that it can get to. So this is why a lot of times all companies make sure they have a resume, make sure they have a screening. Even sometimes they'll do two to three interviews to really find the right candidate because you want to find the right people that when that shit gets dark as a CEO, you have to know that your employees, your staff can go to battle with you to get to the light when it gets dark because everybody that runs a business, for those watching and hearing this, we all have our dark times in the company especially early on, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of nights of questioning to say, is this really the right thing for me? Am I really doing the right thing? These are all questions that are going to come up. These are all things that you and your staff is going to have to deal with. But if you have the right team with you, supporting you, you're going to get through it. Trust me, believe in it. And that's why it's such it's so important to have a team, especially early on in your business, having the right team. Everyone can no one can do it alone. No one can do run a business successfully alone. You need staff. You need people that can help you. Everyone needs help. It, you cannot say that you can do this yourself and be successful. You need someone to assist you in getting the job done. So that's why it's important to having the right partner, partners, and or staff to assist you in that way. Very important. The next one is collaborative. And this is the last one. Collaborative leaders work closely with their team members and believe that when people feel personally and professionally fulfilled, they're more effective and more likely to produce great work regularly. Amazon was one of the key components in doing this. Jeff Bezos early on when Amazon was just a bookstore, did this type of leadership. Let me reread what I said. Collaborative leaders work with their team members and believe that when people feel personally and professionally fulfilled, they're more effective and more likely to produce great work regularly. The first three years of Amazon, Amazon wasn't making money. Jeff Bezos was paying out of pocket for a lot of the stuff that he was doing. And he went to investors with a business plan right in place where they ended up believing in him that and even though they knew for the first three years, the deadline he gave, they won't be profitable. And they weren't. Looking at it in hindsight, obviously, he had the vision, he had the right people around him, but he had the support and he made sure to support and back his people early on. Now, obviously, ironically, in the later years, with everything Amazon's gone through, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny. But actually, early on, they were actually more the collaborative with Bezos at the helm type of leader where he was supporting, actually taking money out of his own, you know, getting his parents and siblings to invest into the business and using that funds to kind of run and operate the business early on. And you can even look it up on YouTube, whatever the case is, to actually learn this story. This is why this type of leadership style is actually quite interesting because you really have to have the right type of mental, emotional, and even physical to some component type of stamina and, and, and or mindset to really drive this for your employees because they really have to believe because it's hard to really make people believe that we're going to be successful if there's no real track record to support it. But a lot of times that's where you as an individual can kind of sell that or, or propose that based on your actions, based on your vision. 
a lot of times if people can see the vision, they can believe it and collaborate with you as a result. So these are, this is very important. A disadvantage to this though sometimes can be you can feel burnt out because you're gonna have to over you're gonna have to work a lot in the early years. A lot of companies like Tesla, um, Amazon, I mentioned. There's so many others. These are famous on names, but there's even your own business probably where you're working a lot of sleepless nights that you're going to have to deal with this type of leaders where they're going to probably work you in overdrive. But the good thing is that you're looking at it like, remember, it's the end goal. It's at the end of the end of the, of the race, not necessarily the middle of the beginning. It's when you get to the finish line is what you're looking at. And that's what's going to have to be a driving factor for you. So audience, kind of bringing this back together. These are the type of leaders and or staff that you as a business owner can be one of the ones I mentioned, and you as an employee may be watching this. Maybe you work in your nine to five and you deal with a manager, one of the managers that I mentioned, the type of style that they kind of implement. Or even you have your own business and you you work for someone that runs their own business. And what type of style do they have? This is all important. As business owners, a lot of time, we're going to deal with financial issues. We're going to have to make sure that we have our budget, our legal um, trademarks, copyrights done in place. We're going to have to hire the right staff. Sometimes we may have to pay out of pocket early on until our business really makes the money to generate to really use that to pay employees. Sometimes employees won't even get paid. So you look at different avenues. You can look at putting maybe giving equity out, giving, you know, maybe you're trying to transition this company public one day. And then you're looking to say, hey, you get this amount of shares once this company goes public. You're going to deal with emotional things. You're going to deal with staff leaving because maybe they don't see the vision. Maybe they don't see the traction that they're that they think that you promised that you would get to. And then maybe it, by end of 2022, you said you have X amount of clients, X amount of sales, and that didn't happen. So it, it, you're going to deal with a lot of hurdles as business owners. But the question that you got to ask yourself each day is, is this worth it? Is what I'm doing worth it? Will this set me up? Will this set my family up? Will I be able to obtain what I'm seeking when that time comes? Because we all have our time. We're all going to get our time. That is the beauty of life. Life gives us our, our opportunities and, and maybe gives us the successes, maybe when we don't necessarily necessarily know it, but it comes, but it comes in spurs. It comes when we least expect it, but we have to necessarily get to that end line. A lot of times we don't want to get to that end line because we're tired. We're restless. We feel there's so many things happening to us, but remember, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to keep going. It doesn't matter what the world is throwing at you. That is how you're going to be successful. So as business owners, a lot of times we're going to deal with all these hurdles. But ultimately, like I mentioned, it's important to understand to keep focused, keep it moving, and that's how you're going to get through it. So like I mentioned, I kind of highlighted what it feels like, the type of management style you're going to deal with. You're going to, you're going to deal with a lot of financial hurdles, mental hurdles. I believe as business owners, we should all have therapists <laughs> because it's a struggle early on. Trust me, especially when you're in a startup phase, you're going to deal with a lot of hurdles. Having the right partner, if you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, really finding someone that can kind of rise with you and they have to understand the journey that you're dealing with. If they don't understand, then it's something that you're going to have to really ask yourself the question, what's more important, her or him or my business? And that's what's going to have, have to answer that. But if you ultimately, I believe that if it is the right person, they'll understand. They'll know. 
be honest with them. Know that you're investing a lot into the business early on. So a lot of times you may not get the luxury that maybe they may be seeking early on. There's so many factors that come into there because you're juggling with a lot. You're, ju you're judging with your own self, your partner, that's your relationship partner, your business partners as well. How are you keeping them happy? How are you keeping them focused? So many factors that come into play. And then having a day-to-day -day life. A lot of times as business owners, we have fluctuated day-to-day -day lives. So it's all important that you kind of follow this and understand exactly what that details. So that's why I kind of want to highlight for you all today. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I think by William Shakespeare, that is very important, especially in the leadership style. I, because you are wearing the crown and ultimately there's a lot of weight that falls as you being at the head of a business, whatever the case is. So that's very important. So what are you doing today to help set yourself up in the next years ahead as a business owner? Who are you hiring? Who are you maybe have to fire? These are all things that you have to kind of ask yourself. I hope, again, like I mentioned, that the journey isn't easy. The journey, the journey never will be easy, but keep pushing. You fall back, fall down eight, get up nine. That's all you have to do. Remember, got to go to work each and every day. Each day, you got to learn, grow within your business, learn how to get better each and every time and learn how to be a leader through these styles I mentioned and know when to use them in those type of settings that are or in or things transgressions you're going to go through in the business. Very important. Thank you all. Again, like I mentioned, this is the Danso pitch. Again, I'm your host, Charles Danso. This is heavy is the head that wears the crown. Very important. This is discussing how type of le different leadership styles that you're going to have to deal with the different type of um, things that you're going to have to go through as a business owner and or business head, so to speak, as well as your business partners. I hope you guys took a lot of good information from today's episode. Comment, subscribe through our YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're also available. This is the Danso Pitch. That's D-A-N-S-O-P-I-T-C-H. Danso Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Danso. Follow us at the Danso Pitch on Instagram, as well as Twitter, as well as YouTube. Very important, subscribe, comment, share today's episode with your friends, family, coworkers, business partners, whoever that you know that can kind of get good information from this. Highly recommended. I thank you all. Stay safe. Catch you again on the next episode. Peace.